0: Time of day, everyone, and welcome to the second episode of WKNC's newest podcast, WKNC's Brain Trust. My name is Lucas, and I'll be your host with a little less than the most for this show. I'll be tackling introspective and thought-provoking topics with my guests, and occasionally I'll get lucky with a good joke. Now, before I introduce my guests for the episode, that's right, we've got two guests for the second episode. I'd like to share a little bit about myself. My name is Lucas. I'm from Long Island, New York, and I'm a member of the freshman class of 2026 here at State. I'm excited to be hosting this podcast, and I am even more excited to introduce my guests. So first, guest number one. Guest number one, go ahead. Introduce yourself.
1: My name is Akhil, and I am a freshman in NC State as well, and I'm majoring in computer science right now. Hi guys, my name is Rio Fam, aka Folk Fam.
0: I'm also a freshman at NC State. Amazing, amazing. I'm so happy to have you guys here for the very second uh very second episode of WKNC's Brain Trust. I am really glad you guys are here to record with me. Are you guys excited? Very excited. Yep, I'm very excited. Amazing. I'm glad you guys are excited. And first question Okay, we'll start with you. How was your day?
1: Oh, my day has been pretty good. I got a lot of work done today. And Thursday is usually my rest day, so it's been very relaxing. Amazing. Rio, how about you?
2: I mean, Thursday is one of my most busiest day, but one of my class got canceled, so I'm kind of happy right now. Which class um, got canceled? Um, Chemistry, for some
0: reason. Oh, that's nice. Chemistry getting canceled is always pretty good. Oh, oh nice. yeah. Yes. Got to love it. Agree. All right. <clears throat> so you guys know the topic for today. Today's topic is... Cultural identity, the who, the what, the when, the where, and how. Now, what we're going to be talking about, the overarching idea, is in general, what does it mean? Where does it come from? And how do we identify ourselves with a certain culture? Okay, so, but first, I would like to learn a bit more about you guys and give you guys a chance to share more about who you guys are culturally to all of our listeners. Sound good? Yep. All right. That okay. So for starters, where would you say you are from?: So I was born in Minneapolis,
1: but I moved to India when I was three years old, and I've been living there from three to 18. So I feel like I'm, I, can call my, I can say that I'm from India, so I live in Bangalore. I lived in Bangalore for about 15 years, and now I'm over here for college. So it's been a back and forth type of thing. So yeah, I consider myself to be from India.
2: Okay. Well, um I was born and raised in Vietnam. Um, I've been there for eleven years and well actually fourteen years because I went to college, I went to high school in the USA when I was um ninth grader. So I've been here for five years now. Um so yeah. I would say I'm a Vietnamese guy,
0: authentic Vietnamese. Authentic Vietnamese, that's really nice. Amazing. So we've got two amazing people here from really, really interesting places, and we're going to be learning more about them and what cultures they identify with. Uh, so let's start with Akhil. How about, uh, what was it like growing up in your family?
1: Well, in my family, you know, coming from an Indian family, there's a lot of expectations to follow, There's really a strict set of rules when it comes to, uh, you know, how you act around the house, how you are with guests, how you study, how you treat others. And there's a lot of expectations is what I would essentially say. And, you know, the, the rules to follow essentially were like, you know, going to bed on time, making sure you wash the dishes every once in a while. You know, when you meet guests, be polite, offer them something to eat, offer them something to drink. That's the kind of thing I was taught to be doing with when I meet new people. Just be kind and make sure you always help others out. And essentially, uh, you know, like just make sure you study well. You always make sure you do things right. In the, I mean, just make sure that you study in a way that you'll remember it for the future. That's pretty much all I'd have to say about that. So yeah, that's that's how it was like growing up
0: yeah so just you know be productive when you're studying, be polite to guests very similar to uh to what I learned as a kid, yeah, but yeah,
2: well, Vietnamese culture we also have a, i personally I grew up in a pretty strict family um my parents are both businessmen, so they don't have that much time spending with me, but they all have like rules applied on me because they want me to like grow up as a you know successful kid that like like them um but because they don't have that much time with me when I was younger I mostly spent with my um spent time with my babysitter and she was probably like one of the most closest one to me uh and then but it's not that my parents don't love me but it's just you know the time don't allow them to do that
0: that's excellent. Thank you guys for sharing. Um now do you think that your upbringing at all really like affected how do you think it uh, affected your outlook on parenting in general?
1: Well, in uh, in my opinion for parenting, uh, some things I would agree on that my parents did right, making sure that I was always kind, you know, all all the things which I've mentioned before. But one thing I would maybe disagree on is the amount of expectations I mean it's it's already there and it's understandable because you know it's your child you want him to do well and for, it's for the sake of your own child to do well that you want to have high expectations but it reaches a point where it becomes sort of stressful for the kid to try to reach those goals because it's been it's been very common at least in India that you would have to uh, you know get this much this much of a grade or get this high of a high paying job or you know graduate from this very prestigious college it's like it's not, it's pretty uh, competitive and you always get compared to with your you know, uh, friends, family, cousins, however it may be. But I feel like when I would eventually you know, have a kid, I want to make sure that none of that matters because the most important thing in my life right now is making sure that I follow what I want to do in my life and I want to make sure he does that too. So not forcing him to go into engineering, which is like a very common thing for Indians, is something i'd want to make sure you know i don't force on him or her i want to make sure that you know he he still has good habits he still has a good education and uh, and he has time to explore for himself make sure that they can you know uh be who they want to be
0: that sounds wonderful sounds like you are going to have a very well-raised well-raised kid whoever the lucky lucky one may be yeah
1: i hope so because i feel like uh you know we, I may say that I'll do all these things. I don't know. It might change in the future because we are forced to sometimes limit them in what they do. But, you know, hope, it's, it's, all in good, uh, it's all in good measure for them.
0: Right, right. Wonderful. Thank you for sharing. Uh, now, Rio, how um, do you think your upbringing has affected out, your outlook on parenting?
2: I mean, based on how my parents raised me, um, I would try, when I become a parent and when I have kids, I will try to spend more time with them because I didn't understand how much how like time affects the growth of your children like the time between you and your children like affect their culture or their like you know the growth because when you talk to them, they the distance or like you will become closer to them and they will share like everything with you easier. but if you lot like do that, they'll become you know separated. And they feel like, you know, their parents don't really care about them. So they'll be isolated easier and they'll try to do everything by themselves, which is not great. So I try, you know, to spend more time and become like, like a best friend informally to like, you know, understand their life better in order to like solve their problem. If they need help or, you know, be a person next to them whenever they need me or like cheer them up whenever they, you know, falling down, you know. Other's kind of thing.
0: Yeah, right, so just be supportive, be there for your kid, you know, be involved, yeah. be present, give yourself time to actually get to know your kid. Mhm. Yeah. Right. That's uh, that's definitely very important, I would say. Uh now while we're still on the topic of family, Akil, would you share with us some of your family's traditions if they have any?
1: Well, we don't exactly have many family traditions, but we it's sort of it's more of over a religious uh matter, so, um, I think uh basically every year you know we go down to uh, a sacred place called Tirupati, and it's the home of Shirdi Sai Baba. Actually, never mind. Shirdi is the home of Shirdi Sai Baba, the God that we worship, and we make it a task pretty much every year to go there, uh, once a year just to visit the God in that temple in particular, you know, we always want to make sure we get his blessings and get his prayer and send our prayers to him over there in particular. And uh, just like that, there's also a few other places like I just mentioned, Tirupati, uh, Tirumala, and there's a lot of other places where we go, we spend like four or five hours hiking up the mountains just to reach a temple that's, you know, filled with, that's literally in the sky with clouds like floating through it just so that we can uh, you know worship the gods in a place that's sacred
0: that sounds like a very nice walk i'm not gonna lie with the clouds surrounding it and everything that sounds like a lot of fun oh yeah absolutely i mean the hike up there back then was
1: manageable for us but considering that our parents are pretty old now it's it's a it's like a really long process to even get up there in the first place because it's like thousand steps up there
0: that it's a lot of steps. I'm like, wow. Yeah, like a thousand yeah.
1: steep steps. And Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Another thing I would say about family tradition is essentially just making sure we're with each other during festivals. This would be uh, with uh, Diwali, Dashara, and pretty much uh, any other major festival that we celebrate. We always want to be as close to our family as possible. And even if our family, some of, them isn't, some of them live in the US, some of them live in India, we always video call and make sure, you know, we're with each other during that time because it's a time of celebration.
0: Thank you very much for sharing, Akil. And Rio, I'm going to pose the same question to you. Can you tell us about some of your family's traditions, if you have any?
2: Well, in Vietnam, every house, there is a small altar. And we use that to honor the beloved one who already passed away in the past, or technically our ancestors. Um, every year, every family members we gather at one house, and we will have, um, like a dinner together to honor that person. So, such as my grandfather who was a hundred years old. Um, he passed away two years ago in December. So this December coming up, everyone in my house on my dad's side will gather at my house, and we will head. Uh, we will have a dinner together, and worship him. Um, yeah, that's pretty much in every household in Vietnam besides that um dead family is a big thing in Vietnam it's like a traditional one it's like a, a festival one and every house has a tradition of going to pagoda to worship and to um, pray the God to gain the uh, you know the blessing from them and my family we were, we go we normally go to a um, pagoda on the mountains as well but it's not the mountain is not as high as Achilles, um, pagodas <laughs> yeah. where he normally goes to. But it is also on the mountain and um we go there every year in about in around January or the beginning of February because that's when Tate Festival is, that's when Lunar New Year is. And yeah, it's been great. We have been keeping up with it every year. We haven't missed a year yet.
0: That's amazing. Gotta love consistency with tradition. I mean, if without consistency, can you really even call it a tradition? Yeah. All right. Uh, so now, let's move away from your families, and let's talk about you guys. We'll start with Rio this time. All right. Are spiritual or religious beliefs important to you? Not just your family, to you personally. Um, to
2: me, I would say I'm a person who believes in science more than like spiritual thing like I, I would believe it if I see it happening like in front of my face in front of my eyes but there is something that science cannot explain but it does happen so um, like we normally go to Pagoda even though we don't even know or none of the scientists have proved that God exists you know or like mind God in the Buddhist exists so but we still worship them so I think it's it's, it depends on people, but personally, I would say I'm 90% science, but 10% spiritual. I do believe in some some part, like, you know, New Year, I, I want, I need the blessing. So I would still go to the pagoda and pray. And even though I may not get something, but it just, it comes from the bottom of my heart to, you know, pray for my family and everyone's the best that could happen to them.
0: Right, right. That's uh, that's very, very sweet of you to still be considerate of others, even if not, even if you're not religious or anything like that. Even if they are religious, you still considerate, just out of the kindness of your own heart. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yeah. Now, Akil, how about you? Per- to you, not just to like your whole family. Like, if you were to say, sit down and say, "Am I a religious person?" What would you say? Are those beliefs important to you?
1: Well, it sort of aligns the same way with uh, Rio. I do believe in science. A little bit more than I do believe in God. And it doesn't mean that I'm an atheist. I do still believe that there are some things, you know, which can be explained by science, of course. And, uh, you know, just I feel like the same thing with celebrations is in line. Uh, I do it not out of courtesy, just because I know that although it may not exist, it's just nice to know that you can depend on something. And make sure that, you know, you can just give your prayers, knowing that maybe somewhere over there it will be heard. Now, of course, not all the not 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 everything that we wish for will be granted, but you know, it's nice to know that we can rely on something that maybe does not exist, maybe does exist. It's just something to always look up on, just knowing that, you know, it's there. And I feel like, you know, with my family especially, there is a lot of uh, there's a lot of belief in God. Uh there is a especially like one of my cousins, uh, she prayed for almost 60 days prior to a very major exam of hers that decided what college she got into in India. And since she prayed and she got into her college of her choice with a pretty good scholarship, uh, you know, they believe that, you know, it's very essential to pray. And like when you keep wishing and when you keep repeating and of course with hard work as well, you will be able to get what you want. So, yeah, it does. Belief does run very well. A lot in my family, and I feel like you know the same can be applied to me just that sometimes you know it's not always gonna be that way.
0: Uh, so thank you for sharing. Uh, it was really interesting to hear from uh, both of your perspectives um, and now time for a little bit of my perspective i wasn't I wasn't raised terribly religious just because my parents weren't too serious about it. Um, I think my mom is a Christian. I don't even think my dad knows what religion he is. Might be Baptist, it might be Lutheran. I don't even know. He probably doesn't even know.
1: (laughs) I don't know what religion I'm
0: in. He just just (laughs) doesn't know. But um, they never raised me to be religious. They raised me to follow my own values. That I just kind of like, you know, I guess you just come up with it. You know, Mm -hmm. yeah, you just come uh, up with it
1: over time, and you sort of maybe you sort of lose faith in the idea of God over time as you mature because you know you keep learning about science and you keep learning about new facts and new figures and new things that slowly disprove the, the fact that God exists. But yeah.
0: Right. So with that, obviously we're not here today to discuss whether or not God is real. Uh, we are here today, again, to talk about cultural identity. Uh, I just wanted to get a little background on where you guys are from for our listeners to learn a little bit more about different cultures. Now, if you were to... Think about what culture means. What kind of things make up your cultural identity. As a person, to identify yourself with a culture, what sorts of things would that entail?
1: Well, I think uh, some of the very essential human things that we do can entail uh, you know, how, we, how we're defined as a culture from uh, you know, things like how we talk, how we move, to the food we eat to the languages we speak to the music we listen to to the dance we have to the people we worship and you know there's there's a lot of things that can define what a culture is really and over time you know as you it's the little things that just show the differences in people in different cultures like i know that people will look at me weird if i eat with my hands but it's a normal thing here in india and but in U.S., people use forks, they use spoons, whatever it may be. But, but those type of small differences can really differentiate between two cultures. Um, for
2: me, a culture involves a lot of things. Like Akio said, many minority things can participate in the building of the, um, you know, the culture of us. Um, in my opinion, the culture, the most important thing that contributes to the culture is the cuisines. Or the food, I think, because whenever I think of another country, I'll always think about the food or their food first. Like, right now I'm here in America, and I heard about Mexico. I'll talk. i think about Mexican food, or about India. I'll think about Indian food, or China, like Chinese food. Oh right? yeah, <laughs> 100%. Like, those, yeah, that was really typical thing that represent the whole country basically. Um, Yen yeah, Besides that, I, can, I also think about the language. Um, not that much, but it does represent, you know,
1: like a language. It's like a whole community speak that language. So like the first things we think about is uh, the food, the languages and how people act and how they dance, I guess. Maybe. Yeah. We think about the traditional dances. We think about what they eat and just how they are as people. Yep. Mm.
0: Yeah. So um, what language And uh, what kinds of let's let's learn a little bit about cultures here today, Akhil. Would you mind explaining what are some uh, what are some popular foods in your culture? What uh, what language do you guys speak? And maybe maybe you could tell us about a dance.
1: Well, uh, there are actually a lot of languages in India. There there should be over ten thousand dialects, but you know, of course, yeah. But, of course, it's been consolidated into 21 actual languages, which okay. is still a lot. But, yeah, we have we have a decent amount of states, So and everyone comes from different areas, so we all speak different languages. We have 21 official languages. Uh, Hindi is supposed to be considered the national language, but it's not. I know many people think that it is, but it's not. English is actually still the national language of India. Uh, and, you know, many people speak many different languages depending upon the state. Mm. In terms of food... Really, uh, it's just divided between North and South Indian. North Indian is a little less uh, spicy. When you think of North Indian, you can think of uh, curry and roti and things like that. When you think of South Indian, you can think of things like uh, biryani, you know, spicy fish, seafood, stuff like that, because uh, South Indian food is generally meant to be a bit more spicy than North Indian food. So yeah, you know, palak paneer is one I'm sure you guys may have heard of is a North Indian dish. Something like biryani is a South Indian dish. And I know, I'm pretty sure people like both of them. So yeah. Mm. But you said curry is not spicy? Some curries are not spicy. Some curries are. Like for example, the curry that comes with biryani can be really spicy. But you can have like butter chicken, which is not exactly spicy. And it's just meant to be more of a milk thing.
0: Yeah, that doesn't sound very spicy. Buttered chicken. But, I don't yeah. even think I've actually... I don't think I've had that. Oh, yeah. You should house. try it sometime. Mm. Buttered chicken. Yeah, like Butter- I've been
1: saying, you should try all the Indian food that we get. It's You'll you'll either love it or you hate it, but it's just new things you would get to try. I mean, I, I'd even want to be trying to try some good Vietnamese food, some traditional good Vietnamese food. Oh, yeah.
2: Go to Cary or Greensboro. You'll find a lot. Oh, yeah? Good
1: Vietnamese restaurants.
2: And, I'll take you there
1: if I have a car.
0: And... Uh, <laughs> And speaking of good Vietnamese food, Rio, what about in uh, in in Vietnam, what are some really good Vietnamese cuisine options? What what languages are spoken?
2: Okay, first of all, about language. Vietnamese is the main language. Well, I don't know if that is like, you know, clear or not, but
1: <laughs>
2: Vietnamese is like, you know, a thing, but because we have um about um more than 50 dialects and The main one, we don't really have a name of that. So I just going to call it Vietnamese. Um, That's what I'm speaking. And my family's.
0: Uh, What about some popular Vietnamese dishes? We've learned all about Indian dishes. I know all of our listeners know all about uh, greasy hamburgers and French fries. Gotta love onion rings, pizza, all this (laughs) other American dishes. We'd call them hot dogs. Who knows what's in hot dogs? That's not what we're here to talk about. I think that'd be very scary conversation. At least topic for another day. What's <laughs> what's in a hot dog? Um, so we, obviously our audiences know a lot about um, American dishes. Um, what about some uh, Vietnamese dishes?
2: Um, okay, talk about Vietnamese dishes. You cannot not talk about pho. The best noodle soup ever. Basically, it's rice noodle um, with broth made of bones, um, like a you know beef broth and they put meatball and beef it depends on which kind of meat you want to put in there you can use beef you can use chicken or you if you want if you're vegan you don't even need them you can just put herbs and veggies in there and add some sauce into it like um sriracha um the um like black sauce that i cannot remember the name right now is um, that soy sauce it is not soy sauce
0: is it like a, like an eel
2: sauce? Um, It's dark color. That's all I remember right now. But it's not. It's really like milky, I would say. Or like, not milky, but it's like really thick.
0: But that, I think that would be more like an eel
2: sauce. Yeah, that, possibly. That could be it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thick, dark
0: well, sauce. We'll go with that.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, to be honest, if you want to, you can add anything with that. As long as you're happy with the broth you want. Because the broth made up the best
1: meal for you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember trying pho like four or five times in Vietnamese restaurants back in Bangalore mm. and it was so good. Wait. Like, I definitely emptied my plate and I drank all of the soup. It's just it's so good. Hey, thank you. Thank you. We take that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I remember the first time I had pho, there was a a Vietnamese restaurant that opened up. For some reason, it opened up near my house. Oh, wow. Which is, uh, is interesting because the the like only right like... right next uh, to your house? Not right, not right next to my <laughs> house. <laughs> No, not in, Not in the middle of suburbia. The, the zoning laws wouldn't even allow that. <laughs> right, right. Imagine opening a restaurant right next to your house. That'd be weird. <laughs> like you just take a house and turn it into a restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. No, but um, near my house, near my house, there was a, a new new restaurant that opened up. So obviously we all, everybody had to go try it because nobody had heard of pho from where my area, um, and it was something other than a pizzeria or another Italian restaurant. So I had to go in obviously try it it was amazing some Mm. really really nice thank you thank you like it was just it was amazing uh so thank you for telling us about dishes languages amazing um something that was it was sort of mentioned when you said like dancing It could be related something else that could really define culture i think would be music oh yeah 100 percent. do you guys have anything to say about that uh
1: i'm sure many people would say tabla sitar and dances like Bharatnatyam is pretty widely known uh, as dances and uh, instruments of india and that is also played pretty often especially in weddings you just cannot have a wedding without a set of tablas and a and a sitar and uh, bharatanatyam maybe not so much that's more of dances that happens during festivals but like yeah you can you can't go on weddings without having some kind of traditional Indian music that is playing in the background the entire time.
2: Anything wow. for you Rio? Um I'm not really a musical guy, so I don't have that much to say about my own like, you know, culture's music. Um but dance wise? Dance wise, um I don't I don't think we have a special dance. Like how India Indian people has, yeah. but it, I don't. It's just I think it's just me that don't know that. I'm sure that out there in my country, um, there are like a lot of specials, um, dance and movements that I haven't had a chance to learn or seen yet, and I would love to someday. And yeah. you know, who knows? Those can be the best, and that maybe, um, will be lost if nobody knows it. You know. And I would definitely would love to you know keep it along the uh, generations, yeah. So that those purities and those um best of the best um in the culture, in the dancing and the uh, you know the art, culture to be saved throughout the generations.
0: Yeah, it's very important
1: to not let culture die.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm actually glad you brought that up, because obviously it is very important to let culture live on and thrive and learn about culture and experience culture, have culture. And the question I have for you guys is, how would you say people identify themselves culturally? So there might be, I know there might be a lot of repeat because we've been talking about uh, your cultures uh, this whole time, but to really hammer in the point of the episode Uh, to really bring in the thought-provoking aspect of this podcast, because after all, we are WKNC's brain trust, the best and the brightest, (laughs) talking about cultural identity today. Um, The whole point is to think about how these cultures are kind of, how these are imprinted on people and how these people get their identities culturally specifically.
1: So yeah, I mean, primarily it has to do with behaviors and mannerisms. It's just about how people act in their own way, I guess. <clears throat> Back in India, you know, you would have to treat elders with respect. You'd always have to bow down to their feet. You know, you're, there's there's a bunch of things that we do that really just show who we are as a culture. And the way I guess you could define yourself as you know being part of the being being who you are and being in your culture is just about how things go about in your day-to-day activities really it's just about you know once again eating with hands or instead eating eating with forks or spoons and like there's a bunch of other things i could say you know whenever we have guests over well the guests would always uh, bring us sweets because they feel like, you know, you can't, you can't enter someone's house without a gift, without a present, or something like that. Whenever you enter the room, you whenever you enter the house, actually, you always have to take off your shoes or your chapel or whatever it is you're wearing, or your sandals, is, is what you call them here. And what else do we have here? Uh, oh, yeah. One very controversial topic I always remember talking about is whether... We wash with a bidet or we wipe with toilet paper when we're pooping. And I feel like so many people say, why do you use a bidet to wash? Why can't you just use toilet paper? Like those kind of things really just define who you are as a person culturally. Like I personally would prefer to use a bidet, but I'm stuck here using toilet paper because I have to.
2: Same situation right here.
1: Oh, yeah. You use
0: a bidet as well? yes we do Told because
2: you. toilet paper can cause problem
0: toilet for paper the toilet. doesn't
1: get everything out bidets can you don't know have you tried it?
0: no I have never
1: used a bidet before no yeah, there, you'll see the difference don't worry You just wish. try a bidet once
0: Yes. Uh, so it's definitely a very interesting point to bring up about the bidets I did know about that actually I didn't know about that already Unfortunately, <laughs> I've never, I've never, never been given the chance to use a bidet before. But then again, that's just another, another little difference In between between cultures. Uh so Rio, I'd love to get your perspective on how do you think people identify themselves culturally. I know you brought up something about um, how it's important for culture not to really like die. Uh, it's important for generations to continue passing down the knowledge of their history, of their traditions, so that culture doesn't die, so that culture can be passed on. Now, how do you think that really Mm -hmm. helps people identify themselves culturally?
2: Well, in my opinion, people identify themselves based on, you know, like Akil said, their mannerism and the traditions that their family and Mm themselves are following right now. So let's say there's an example. Um my one of my cousins, she was born and raised here in America, but her parents are Vietnamese. So what do you say she's gonna identify as Vietnamese or American? Well, I asked her that question before and she said she would be Viet because everyone surrounding her are Viet people and she themselves enjoy being Viet too. So I think it's really a personal preference that the culture they identify themselves as. um, You know, there can be a variety of factors that contribute to that, but mainly is their choice
0: to pick. Uh, That's definitely true. Family definitely has a very big impact on how you identify yourself. Now, would you guys say that? I mean, aside from some uh, religious things, would you guys say that there's anything between like you and your parents. Do you think there's anything different about how you would identify yourself culturally compared to them?
1: The only thing I'd say I would uh differentiate between me and my parents if I if I were identified culturally is just the how much I believe in God really because they believe in God uh much more than I do and uh, as we stated earlier I'm not really I don't really believe in God that much not I'm not trying to offend anyone here, but, like, that's just what I feel and that's just what I think. And I think that's the only difference between me and my parents and how we identify culturally. Otherwise, we're happy to identify ourselves as Indian. We're proud to be Indians, basically.
0: Uh, definitely. I agree. Uh, good for you, of course. Definitely, you should be proud to be who you are. Uh, and Rio, same from you. Uh, but Would you say that there are any, any, like, cultural differences between you and your parents? oh
2: definitely because of the generation gap and the age gap as well back in the day when my parents was born it was still during world time but now we are in peace time so obviously our beliefs would be slightly different if not totally um let's say in my family my parents like are um my parents are also really believe in god um or buddhist Um, I'm, on the other hand, are not really into that type, um, that, you know, religious type of person. However, um, my parents, they know the difference between us, so they also trying to, you know, get to know, um, what my generation look like, and they try to understand how we act and, you know, the, uh, how the teenagers life going on so that they could, you know, understand their, ch- their children better. So I would say that's not, there that is a difference, but I will admit that there's effort from them to try and, you know, to shrink that difference and make our relationships shorter and become best, better.
0: That's nice. So obviously family is a big impact, especially generational difference, like literally born in a different time. Um, and obviously, even though cultures come from, you know, shared uh, heritage, shared, uh, food's a big one, music, traditions, things like that, mm-hmm. definitely I would uh, throw it in there that uh, location definitely has a big impact. Um, mm-hmm. Although the three of us may all be going to NC State, we have very different outlooks on life, different perspectives on certain things. Like, I have never used a bidet before. Um yeah. I like using a, a spoon and a fork. Um and things like that. There's just other differences that you were saying before Kill. There's minor minor differences that really kind of do shine. They don't really become as minor anymore. Yeah, in regards the to the differences.
1: Uh, yeah, in regards to location, really uh the US has so much a space.
0: There's just there's so much um, like, going on too. Like
1: like back in India, every corner you turn, there is a house, there is a restaurant, there is something. There are people but in U.S., I see so much of free space and I just keep thinking, what if Indians had all of this land? What would we do?
0: Right. Like there's there's so many different like regions Like there's, there's a lot of different. There's, there's multiple regions of, of the U.S. that actually allow it to be culturally different. Like I am from Long Island, New York, which is even though so close to the actual city, Culturally, n- it's not exactly the same. Like, I live in the suburbs. I live in the suburbs, not in the city. So, just the, my way of life. It's it's slightly similar, but it's just it's not the same. You know what I mean? So definitely, geographic location definitely helps as well. Like like we were saying, you guys both have to go up mountains to go <laughs> yeah. to to your go, 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 we'll go, go to a to temple, go to uh, wherever you got to go to pray. I can go down the street. <laughs> I, can go, I can go down the street to uh, a church, and go there. Like I don't have to go up a mountain, but definitely a geographic location would have a lot to do with it. Uh, so to end our conversation, because we're getting to about that time. Wow. Do you guys have any other interesting things you would like to say about your cultures? Anything else interesting you'd like to toss in, just as some little fun facts for our listeners? Oh yeah, there's a lot of things I can throw in there. How about top three? Top three. Top
1: three. Mm. There's, there's a, there's a type of, uh, food method to follow. Like there's vegetarian, there's non-vegetarian, there's vegan, but there's this special, uh, type of, uh, thing called Jane culture, and jain culture essentially means you are not allowed to eat anything that's come from the ground below so that literally means you can't eat potatoes onions or anything like that let's see what else do we have as restrictions i'm not jain but i know a few of my friends who are but they don't eat meat they don't eat fish eggs vegetables animal ingredients basically anything only food that's above the ground is considered something they can eat. So if it's like an apple tree, they're not even supposed to pluck the apples. They have to let the apples fall down naturally. Then only are they allowed to eat it. That's one of the interesting facts I think uh, most people don't know about. The second thing I want to talk about is the stereotypes. Not everyone who calls you from India is a call center scammer. That's I know that might be a little bit... uh
0: Oh my God! Like a <laughs> Whoa, like, I'm so shocked. That's so yeah, terrible. Like that's pretty much <laughs>
1: what everyone thinks, but in reality, that's a super small percentage of India, and uh, you know, don't view India in that matter. Like we itself hate all those people who are doing all of that because it just sheds a bad light on us. That's one stereotype, I think. And right, um,
0: So you you don't like them the same way that yeah, we don't like we them. Totally same the like same them. way that we make uh, YouTube videos like, oh wow, scammer gets pranked, kind of thing. Like
1: yeah. No, no, no. I I feel like uh, a lot of... uh, Like, we also hate them. And funniest thing is we don't even get calls from them. Just Indians just don't get calls from them. Only Americans or only British people. Like, only people from those regions will get calls. But, yeah. Uh, And finally, I think the last thing uh, there is... That is an interesting fact. Uh, Yeah, I mean... This very general geographic facts is that there's like over 1.4 billion people in India. There's 28 states, I think 29 now. There's like over 200,000 dialects that's possible to speak. There are people everywhere you go. The food is very uh, different and very uh, varying from place to place. And overall, I just feel like, you know, India is a great place and we can, we have a lot of things that define who we are in many different ways.
0: Amazing. Thank you for sharing. And Rio. let's hear some fun facts from you. Fun facts from me?
2: Well, as you know, Vietnam is a tropical country, so we have quite some interesting fruits that people here may or may not heard of it. One of them is durian. So... Well,
1: yeah, I've dur- heard of durian. Yeah. yeah,
2: durian is, in my opinion, one of the best food or fruit the world because I, of how honestly, they taste.
1: I feel like I've tried it only once. I honestly forgot how it tasted.
2: Really? It is sweet, but because of its smell, everyone here hates it. I don't but know it, what why. What does it smell like? Apparently, it smells really bad for really? some people. Yeah. like I mean, smell. I've
0: heard of durian, obviously. I've never, but I've never had it. Like, I've never smelled oh, it yeah.
2: before. I think it's it would be really expensive for you to buy it here because of, you know, we yeah, have to like export it, it Yeah, or like import <laughs> yeah it just the imports alone
0: would be Yeah, but
2: yeah. if there's a chance you should try it out to see because you either hate it or you love it Um I'm the latter one I love it so much, you know Um,
0: Yeah Any other fun facts um, you can think of right now?
2: Well, about another one We use fish sauce in my food, in the food a lot like in the cooking process and apparently not a lot of people live it here like it here because of the smell as well. I don't know why,
0: but
1: something's with smells.
0: Yeah, something with smells is, is mm. like if something smells off even uh, a little bit. Even I'm a not little bit. Eat it. Somebody's like, I won't eat that. Yeah. Why no, not? Give like it a try. That. Like something exactly. no, smells bad. Oh, it but, smells terrible. Yeah. I don't want to eat it. Huh. Wow. I be open minded. Try something new.
2: Exactly. Yeah. If you tried it and you don't like it, okay, I'm happy with that personal preference. But if you haven't even tried it and you hate it, I'm like, mm, don't Come respect. On. No,
0: yeah, no. try it once. Try, least. just try it. Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. If you haven't even tried it and you already hate it, like, give thing give things a new try. It's always yeah. it's always important to try new things, especially things from cultures that are different from your own. You know, exactly. Like, like durian or maybe using a bidet, stuff like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, definitely give those things a shot. Uh, but I'd like to. Thank you guys very, very much for being my guests for the second episode of WKNC's Brain Trust. Uh I had a wonderful time recording with you guys. Um I hope you guys enjoyed it as well. Oh
1: yeah, absolutely.
0: Oh yeah. First time being recorded and I'm so glad. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, same. I'm it's my first time being on a podcast as well. And I, I feel like I love it. <laughs> yeah Yeah, it
0: is a lot of fun. Definitely. Yeah. That's yeah. why that's why I do this. You know, that's why I'm always so excited to get these episodes done. Mm -hmm. Um, But with that, uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, If you'd like to check out more, you can check us out at wknc.org forward slash podcasts. That's wknc.org forward slash podcasts with an S, plural podcasts. And of course, the absolutely amazing intro and outro music has been provided by J.T. Suttek from Moving Boxes. A wonderful local band. He's done some amazing work for us here at WKNC, especially for WKNC's Brain Trust, with providing us with such original intro and outro music. Definitely check them out. They've done some amazing work. Uh, they're at Moving Boxes Band on Instagram. That's Moving Boxes Band, all one word. Uh, so they've done some really amazing work. They've got some brand new merch out. So definitely check them out. As a thanks for helping us out here and being so nice to us here at WKNC. Well, shout out to my man Lucas for inviting us over here.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for inviting us here. I mean, it was it was honestly all fun. It was very fun. Yeah.
0: If you stumbled upon the podcast and you'd like what you heard, you can always subscribe to WKNC's Brain Trust on WKNC.org forward slash podcasts uh, to check out new content and stay tuned as the Brain Trust turns out more amazing content. And with that, good, good day. day.